Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast, where our mission is to help hosts share their space and live their dream. This episode is sponsored by our free Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist. Our comprehensive Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist will take the guesswork out of what you'll need to finally get your Airbnb off the ground. You'll have the confidence to do that thing you've always wanted to do. Get started today sharing your space and living your dream by visiting our website, thanksforvisiting.me. And that's for F-O-R and signing up for your free Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist. Again, this is free, so hurry up and get your copy today. Now on to the episode. You're listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. We believe hosting with heart is at the core of every successful short-term rental. With Annette's background in business operation and Sarah's extensive hospitality management and interior design experience, this dynamic duo has welcomed more than 2,000 guests from 25 countries, earning them over half a million dollars and garnering them over 650 five-star reviews. Now they're ready to share creative ways for your listing to stand out, to serve your guests and be profitable. Each episode will have knowledgeable guests who bring value to the short-term rental industry, or Annette and Sarah will share stories about their own experiences so you can implement actionable improvements to your own rentals. Whether you're experienced, new, or nervous to start your own short-term rental, we promise you'll feel right at home. Here are your hosts, Annette and Sarah. Hello, everyone. I am Sarah Karakayan. I am Annette Grant, and together we are... Thanks Thanks for for visiting. visiting. All right, let's get right to it. We've got a wonderful hashtag STR Share Sunday to share with you. As a reminder, if you're just joining us as a listener, which thank you and welcome, every episode, every Thursday, these episodes drop, but no matter when you're listening to them, we do share someone who is sharing their short-term rental on Instagram. They have an Instagram account for Mm -hmm. their short-term rental and they're using our hashtag. Hashtag STR stands for short-term rental. STR Share Sunday. This week, Annette, who are we sharing? The Cove Cabin. And it's at T-H-E-C-O-V-E-C-A-B-I-N. The Cove Cabin. So get your phone out. Look at them. They are amazing. I'm going to botch where they're located. (laughs) They are in near Asheville, North Carolina, but it's Lake Santitla. Hmm. So Sounds I just bought it. Just follow them on Instagram and you can see you can yes. see the spelling there. And also in our show notes, we will link to their Instagram account and to their Airbnb yes. profile. So if you yes. want to stay here, you totally can. I think my favorite takeaway from the while there are many, they mm-hmm. have a great location. I preach this all the time that it's great to give pros about your property. Of course, you want to sell your property. But if you tell the world that your property is perfect and amazing and there's nothing wrong with it, and there is a quirk. Your guests are going to let you know in that review or Mm -hmm. during their stay. And so it's always good to, of every two pros you give, give a con of some sort. And they are great about that. Annette, like highlight what they're doing here. Yes. So need to correct myself. It's two hours from Asheville, but Maggie and Tim are the hosts. And this is a waterfront cabin Mm -hmm. and it's very secluded. But let's talk about the key, what Sarah's saying here. There is a section that says other things to note in your listing. And they really detail some of the things about this property that they've just purchased, I think, maybe in 2019. It's just 560 square feet. They they think that the tiny size adds to its coziness and there is plenty of outdoor space to enjoy. So that's that's them telling you as a potential guest, hey, our space is small, 
but mighty. They also say at the bottom, which I love this tip, it's a dry county. So the grocery stores do not carry alcohol. If you want adult beverages, please bring your own. Like they're just great. You may see evidence of our many projects when you stay, a partially painted space, for example. Please pardon our progress and we will make sure that it doesn't interfere with your enjoyment of the cabin. Here's the key there. If I would have seen this partially painted space when I checked in, I would have been salty with them and like, seriously, you're not going to tell me you're under construction. But now that I see it before I booked, I'm actually excited because I think I'm a part of their project. I'm hoping that the money that I'm going to spend there is helping them rehab this amazing 1962 rustic cabin. Well, the proof is in the pudding. They have eight reviews. They're all five stars. Just raving reviews from guests. It's a great location. Check them out. They are super hosts. They're killing it. And we're just really uh, excited that they are using the hashtag STR Share Sunday at the Cove Cabin. And then check our show notes for all of their information. Yeah. Check them out. Give them some likes. Tell them that we sent you. Yeah. And then hopefully we will come visit and stay with you. We'll do yeah. hashtag. Yeah, hashtag sponsor yeah, sleepover. Don't forget our new, don't forget our new hashtag. Hashtag Send sponsor sleepover. Send in that sleepover. on a trip. And yes. we, will, um, <laughs> we will do an audit of your space. We podcast will... recording. Yeah. We'll share your story on our podcast. But you know, we might have pizza and wine and all those lovely things. Oh, but. Yeah. But just put that out there too. So go cabin. You're nailing it. We're excited to hopefully stay with you someday. All right. All right. Let's get to the show. Who's here today? We've got our safety captain back in the (laughs) house. We have Justin Ford. Justin, welcome back to the show. Hey, it's great to be back. Justin, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself to our audience in case they haven't heard your previous episodes before? Who are you? What is your passion? Why should we listen to you? Why should we listen to you? Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to listen about safety? I'm hoping that people will stick on and want to listen because safety is exciting. And yes. I try and make it that way. I try and make it that way. Everybody wants to uh, to save a life or prevent an injury. I am a former U.S. Coast Guard boating safety officer, which translates over into land-based safety um, because I was a firefighter for 15 years. And I owned and started the largest vacation rental company in the Northeast. And I come Combined all that together, and here I am. I'm the only, I believe I'm the only one. I'd like some help um, doing, that's not a, I, that's not a job posting yet, but <laughs> <laughs> don't apply yet to work for me. I actually have, some of your listeners have reached out to me when I said, mentioned that before. Um, we'll definitely post it when we're ready, but it's a growing uh, part of the travel uh, industry as it relates to short-term rentals and safety. Great. We are so excited to be a part of that. Um, Listeners, if you want to listen to Justin's other episodes where we had him on, he is episode 46, and then where he talked about really just the intro of his story. He's got a very uh, inspiring story to committing yourselves as hosts to the safety of your guests. That is episode 46. And then in episode 50, we talk about the eight danger zones in a short-term rental and then how to fix them. So they're fantastic episodes. Some of mm-hmm. our top listened episodes yeah, on they are. to date. And just um, reviewed and people reaching out to us, letting us know. Yeah. So today we're going to focus on just one area. We're going to... This is an area that anyone who's listening, whether it's your primary residence, your vacation rental, your short-term rental, or you're visiting somewhere, everyone has... Uh, most people have this in their home. So it's something that you can take action on today. So Justin... Tell our listeners yeah, what so, we're going to talk about. about today. So we're going to, I'm going to, before I lead into it, I kind of want to just throw out there something I've said before, and that is complacency is devastating. That's my favorite quote. 
And complacency occurs when you've been doing something one way for so long without incident that you assume there can never be an incident. Mm-hmm. Until whatever there's an incident. You're doing, yeah, whatever you're doing must be effective until because until now there's been no issues. And I've been had my my house and my di- things the way it is for 20 years. Nothing's ever happened. And, you know, that frustrates people like me who are in the safety arena because we know nothing ever happens to somebody until it does. And, um, you know, I had a friend who's, who's a roofer for 20 years. He's never, he always used to brag. I've never fallen off the roof. Well, last week he was shoveling snow and he fell off the roof and he broke his leg. So he's never been hurt for 20 years until he was hurt because he fell off the roof because one day he decided not to hook in the line because it was just really quick. So yeah, that's, that's the big overall theme that I always want people to think about as it applies to um, home and safety. Nothing's ever happened to me until it did. Absolutely. And so what can they do besides check into Thanks for Visiting and the Justin Ford episodes, but what do you recommend like monthly audits of these safety checks? What are things that are are quarterly enough? What what do you recommend in terms of walking through your property and making sure all the safety T's are crossed? Yeah. And a great thing to do is invite a friend over to your property when you're not using it and it's open. Have them, you know, and I'm not advocating too much wine, but be like, <laughs> Annette, invite Sarah to come over to your house that you rent. Right. Have a glass of wine, but have her just walk through the house and look at stuff that you may not even have looked at right. from that mindset because you've walked by it 20 times. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a great way to have a social event about it as well. Yep. And again, emphasize that safety can be fun. Yes, for sure. So why do you think it's important for us to dedicate an entire episode to dryers and, dryers. How, and how they relate yes. to short-term rentals? A lot of short-term rentals, even if they're not for guest use, a lot of people have them for their turnover professionals use. So mm-hmm. tell us the good, bad, and the ugly. That's what we're going to focus on today, listeners. We're going to focus on dryers, dryer Close, safety. Clothes dryers. So quick data uh, from the National Fire Protection Association. Dryers account for almost 14,000 fires, 10 deaths, and $84 million in damages annually. Um, so big big part of things. And when we look at short-term rentals, I know you guys have done this. When we pack up to leave, what do we do? We do our laundry. So we go home with clean laundry. because mm-hmm. That's one of the benefits versus a hotel is that uh, you can go travel with, um, with clean laundry. And so laundry machines, especially dryers, get used a lot more in a short-term rental than they do in your average home. People sometimes are packing light. They're doing it a lot. So we've really got to pay much closer attention to a dryer in a short-term rental than even in our own home. Right. Because you also have people, different people using it all the time. So who knows what's going on there? All kinds of felt gets built, you know, the the lint and all those things get mm-hmm. built up and, and that really leads into stuff. There's been a lot of dryer fires in short-term rentals. I'm thinking of a big one that happened in San Diego last year where two families were displaced and one of them was hospitalized for smoke inhalation because of the dryer fire. And there's been a lot of, uh, you know, as a firefighter, I even responded to, I would say over my 15 years as a firefighter in in a small town, um, at least three or four times annually, we responded to dryer fires. So they were more common than even a structure fire in a home in a a small town that we had. Walk us through... Today, 
go into one of the short-term rentals, what what do I need to look at? How can I, even myself, I'm not I'm not a safety expert. I'm actually not even that handy. I only know about really the fil I clean the filters. That's what I know. I don't even know where nope. this I know there's that silver thing that goes outside. What do we need to know? Just anybody right. walks into there and looks at their dryer today, walk us through that. So over time, small amounts of lint from each load you dry will make it to the outside won't make it outside of the home for a lot of reasons. Some of those reasons are the vent run is too long. Um, there's too many elbows in the vent, undersized venting, crushed or disconnected venting, which I'll walk you through in a minute. Um, I found mouse nests, birds nests, other small mammals that make it into the vent. And once that vent gets blocked with lint, your dryer exhaust has nowhere to go. And so the interior motor compartment will get coated with a fine layer of lint every load. That lint then builds up to the point where it can be ignited by the operation of the dryer. And I actually cleaned a dryer once where, and I showed the owner this, they were blown away. They had already had five fires in their dryer, but didn't know. It was almost like layers on a tree, tree rings. The fires actually had gone out. So many of your listeners who have short-term rentals may have already had a dryer fire and they don't even know that just because they can they can build up over time. And I think the biggest thing, biggest opportunity for every short-term rental owner is to actually climb up and look behind that dryer. Let's get started there. And I know it's hard to pull it out sometimes, if you, but if you can, if you can see behind it, that's where you want to get started. Okay. I also want to give my our listeners some tough love here. Like it might be hard to do it. Move your dryer. Get it out of the way. Because like you said, it, it nothing ever happens until it does. Well, what about... So I know specifically I had a dryer that was a stackable mm -hmm. in a small closet like mm -hmm. that was made for that. I mean, would I have had like bring the whole thing out? Is there something that's different between stackables and um, the ones that just that's sit side by side? Yeah, it's really hard. I actually was staying in a, a short-term rental um, two weeks ago, and that dryer wasn't drying the clothes. It was driving me nuts. And so uh, the first thing that you should do in that situation, and everyone should do this, is know where your dryer vents. So walk outside of the house. Where does it vent? I've seen it vent under decks. You see it vent up high over a roof. First, find out where the dryer vents. And obviously, this time of year, for most of your listeners, it's cold, so you can see the heat coming out. So no word exhaust. What I saw was that it wasn't blocked. Couldn't get the dryer out. And I'm, your listeners haven't seen me before. I'm six foot five. I think I'm pretty strong. Um, I couldn't do it. So not every dryer can be pulled out without the assistance of somebody else. So uh, I think of you, you little ladies, it might be a little hard to do that. But if you can... If you can get back there and look at the, the dryer hose, you want to do that. If you can't, get some help. What would we be looking for on the exterior of the home? What would be some warning And does it matter where it vents? I actually don't know the answer to this. Um, it, it can if it's a gas dryer. You don't want a gas dryer venting too close to a window because carbon monoxide could come right back into the house from the dryer vent. So it's important to know if you have that. But what you're looking for, is there any lint or anything caught up in it? Because that's where it's going to build up. Um, a lot of uh, dryer vents that are closer to the ground have a little plastic cage around them. And that plastic cage is to keep the mammals, birds, mice, everything from getting in. But they also build up with lint, which then 
blocks and restricts the flow, which then allows the lint to build back up inside of the dryer line. Okay. And is there an eight, like an age of a dryer? Like, is it like, hey, if you're, if you're, if your dryer is older than 15 years old, just get rid of that thing. Like, have you seen with the dryer, the dryer fires? Is it normally like it's been there just, just the sheer age of it could have prevented if they would have just bought a new dryer? So not the age of the dryer, but you bring up a really good point in it. And that is the dryer venting up until probably about 1997. Maybe I might be off on the year, but um, almost everybody had plastic or vinyl dryer hoses, uh, vent lines in the back. Those are illegal now. They're not allowed. They're not allowed to be sold anymore. I was just inspecting some short-term rentals down in Florida and every house I went into, older homes, every house still has that white vinyl dryer venting. That stuff is horrible. Get it out of your house. So that's the first thing um, you want to look at that's related to age when you're looking back as if the, the dryer vent connection from the back of the dryer or anywhere leading outside of the house is not metal. You need to replace that right away. Okay, so listeners, that's something you can just by sight look at today and know if we need to replace that. So again, if it's the white vinyl, that needs to go. No questions asked. Okay, it's now illegal? Yes. All right. You can't, they can't sell it anymore. Obviously, you know, the building police aren't going to come into your house. Right, but like, it's just the point that it is so unsafe. Like, if you're going to sell a home, they're going to say, that's going to be on inspection. Like, you've got to get this replaced. You've got to get rid of that. There's too many coils in it and it catches so much lint. Uh, and and that's something, listeners, that we were talking about before this episode. If you are a you know a co-host or someone that participates in rental arbitrage, or you're just buying a home specifically for short-term rental, this is an area. I know there's a lot of things that you need to look at, but the you're you're not the probably the original owner of that washer and dryer, so you need to kind of, you don't know what the history get is. In there, you need to get in there. On. You need to inspect it, especially co-hosting or arbitrage. Like you, like that owner pro- probably hasn't looked at their dryer or used that, especially if they've been renting it to other people. So, right. or your turnover team. Um, let's say you're a co-host and you have a turnover team, or you're a management company. That needs to be something on your list because think those turnover professionals are using dryer after dryer after dryer every single space all the time probably loading it full with laundry that you know it's not their job to inspect the washer and dryer so put that on your you know maintenance list of you need to personally trust but verify and go in and take a look at those dryer units how often justin would you if this is a short term rental sarah and i are co-hosting as a short term rental how often should we look at the dryer and like what what would we put on our checklist like pull the obviously pull the dryer out like walk us through frequency and just like that checklist we should do let's say we're doing so, it today yeah so first basic just your average short term um, rental property owner should be doing what i mentioned before find out where the dryer vent is and check look outside of it from time to time and if you find right now after listening to this episode that there is lint built up has one of those mouse catchers, something like that, then that's a sign to you that you should be checking it um, more frequently. Then also we're going to check and see what kind of of hose is back there. But then on an annual basis, you want to do a deep dive and have that thoroughly cleaned out. If you're adventurous, you can go on Amazon or your local hardware store. They sell a four-inch dryer vent cleaner. It's a 
a long wand with a brush and you can rub it through there. Um, I've been in a lot of municipalities recently where I've actually seen vans drive around that do that. And it's certainly popular in a lot of the vacation rental markets like Orlando, uh, Tampa. I just saw a van driving down the road that that's all they do is dryer exhaust cleaning. Is that like so, the vent wizard? Is that, yeah, is that who yeah, that would be? I don't know. We'll have to check that and, and but see. I, I did want to share that Nick and I, my husband and I, just we had one. We, we put it actually on the end of our drill. We put the setting yes. on the drill on one just to have a, a small, like, so it would rotate it. And you kind of put it through the hose from the, that goes from the dryer to the outside of the property and make sure that's clean. And they also have um, a little attachment you don't need your drill for that it gets into, the, although you can take your filter out mm-hmm. and clean off the filter, yeah. there, there's still lint inside that catch. Yeah. So if you take something inside that catch and really clean it out, and that's something you can do not the hose part, but right. the catch part. Often. That you can often. do, you know, we do it once a month in our units. Just, it's maybe a little overkill, but Justin's really gotten to me <laughs> in a good way. Every so, day. yeah. <laughs> no, once a month. But yeah, so we'll link to that tool in the show notes. They were, it worked well for us. We aren't, that's not sponsored or anything, but if you want a tool to help you do that, I, I, we found it helpful. Is there, Justin, is there anything that would be dangerous with the actual electrical, like where the, the outlet that the dryer is plugged into? Is there anything there that we could like, could that not be up to code or talk, talk me through because I have no idea. Is that something that we should be taking a look at? Yeah, I I see a lot of especially older dwellings where there's no cover plate over the plug where the dryer gets plugged into. Probably 10, 15 years ago, they switched a lot from the three-prong plug to the four-prong plug. Somebody, and this goes back to some of the things you were saying, if this isn't the first go-around on the house, you weren't the ones that built it, you've bought a house. Sometimes... Some other property homeowner who thought that they were Bob Vila came in and, and changed it out on their own. And, uh, you know, they, they didn't put the cover plate back on. So from an electrical standpoint, you, you want to make sure that there's a cover plate um, and that the plug is nice and secure and that it was done correctly. Right. Is there... Let's kind of switch gears real quick. As a guest, and let's say I want to do a load of laundry somewhere. Is there anything like I wouldn't know about the exterior vent. I wouldn't know to to look at the interior vent. Like as a guest, what should we be what could we look for? So I, I love this question and I was hoping you would lead into it because there's a couple of things on this and it, it it almost still ties into one other thing that a property owner should do and that is providing good instructions to the guests on what to do. And sometimes I sometimes I go into uh, a short-term rental and I go to use a dryer and I hit the start button and it doesn't start. And, you know, I've seen that the the owner of the house has said, well, the instruction manuals are up above. You pull it out. Finally, you learn after all this that you had to hold the start button for three seconds for it to start. And it's like, oh my gosh, who who created this dryer that does that? <laughs> right. So I see some of those instructions or I've seen where people use label makers and they do a couple of those things. But there's a huge opportunity to put signage up that yeah. says, please make sure you're changing the dryer lint each time. This is how you do it. No, that's a and great idea. I saw a really neat one recently where the homeowner actually made a short video of how their appliances operated, how the dryer and the washer operated. They uploaded it onto YouTube and they just had the barcode, the QR code yep. 
right by the dryer. You scan it and then you actually see the homeowner going through the process of using the washer and dryer and the instructions of it, which included changing the dryer lint. And it was, I don't know, a 45 second video. Super helpful. Okay. So good. Or Yeah. I mean, I love, I'm a big fan of printing out a little four by six piece of paper, putting it in a nice frame and putting it on the wall. You know, if you are concerned about aesthetics, that's a great way to still remind guests of how to use it. And mm-hmm. then please remember to clear, clean the lint tra- trap when you're done yes. using the dryer. I, I like that our guest question actually went back to how we can be better, better hosts. hosts. And oh, I... Yeah. And just putting it out there, when Sarah and I, when we have sponsored sleepovers, part of what we do to say thank you is we make sure that we do the laundry. And mm-hmm. I do think, now that I'm thinking about it, most places that I've stayed don't have instructions in the laundry room. And that would be something, even if you have like a, you know, like Sarah said, something right there for you to just make sure like, hey, there aren't any questions for that guest. Because I know that you've, you say it a lot, Justin, like we just get so used to our own homes that they really are foreign places when you're not there. And so we take it for granted, like, oh, you know how to do the laundry. And it's like, wait, like you said, there might be something quirkier. You might have the newest and the greatest and someone else has been doing laundry in something that's 15 years old. So it's like, why not help your guests um, with navigating that? That's a great idea. I felt like the biggest moron the other day. I stayed at a vacation rental and I could not get the shower to work. I I had no idea they had shower diverters that you pull out of the bottom of the tub. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm over 40 years old. I I feel like I've been around the world. I've been a few places. I had to call and go, what the heck? These designers are getting that? fancy with this plumbing no, stuff. I, I have <laughs> to say that too. I We'll talk about, because I know that you, you've mentioned it. We'll keep this for another episode because water temperature is yeah. something that can be dangerous. But I just want to go back to not knowing how to use the shower. There are so many hotels and short-term rentals that I stay in. And I do. I feel like a complete moron because either... You can't figure out where warm and cold is and you're sitting there freezing and then it goes from super cold to way super hot. And listeners, if you're acting like you walked into every shower and know how the heck it works, you are lying to us. (laughs) I know it. Because I like... I'm just going to put it out there. Lights, remotes, showers, all the things that should make sense. No, the other day... confused me. Parking. I had a guest message me, hey, Sarah, <laughs> the light in your living room... And I don't want to guess off track too much, but Sarah, <laughs> light in your living room is not working. And I'm like, there's no way the overhead light is not working. And I said, I was like, no worries. We'll come... If you, oh, we, dimmer? We'll was it a dimmer? Yeah. So the dimmer was like... Gotta tell people about them dimmers. <laughs> you know, it's like it's the right of yeah. the switch. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't know that if you toggle that up, yeah. that will... Yeah. Turn down for what? You got to help people out with these I dimmers. Feel like you're going to have to stop me eventually. All my short-term rentals are going to have <laughs> like labels, labels everywhere. <laughs> people you know people just don't know. They no, don't know. They and don't. that's that's why the message that uh, you're helping me share is so important. So yes, yeah, signage in the laundry, but emphasizing, you know, and if it doesn't have uh, a label on the dryer lint if it's the top pull kind or it's the kind in the door, you know, put it in big bold letters, change this here. I, you'll, you'll find, uh, again, tree layers. You'll find, oh, they did seven loads of laundry because here's all the lint filled <laughs> yeah, up. And, and then you look, you look in the guest book and it says, hey, your dryer isn't drying very well. Well, no wonder it's not right. getting dr- cleaned. Yeah. That's, that's a really great point too, listeners. That is something to add on to your turnover 
professionals checklist because I don't want to be doing lot like let's say I'm a guest and I'm doing laundry and there's leftover lint from the load before. Mm-hmm. So even if the, the turnover professional thinks they're the only one using it, they just I I would make it protocol they need to clean it out after every single dry. That way a a, a guest isn't coming in and there's like Justin just said you've got all this layer of other people's who wants other people's lint. lint. <laughs> Justin is there anything else we should cover when it comes to dryer safety that we didn't cover? So one other quick thing, and I'm a big advocate for, is that you're doing the laundry for your short-term rental off-site if possible. And one reason for that is that sometimes you're in a rush, and especially like with towels, and you're like waiting for those towels to dry or the person you've hired to clean your rental is waiting for those towels. And then that lint screen doesn't get changed because it's two minutes before guests arrive. So I think that's one other added reason, um, you know, to take that offsite or to have two sets, right. you know, of linens for your short-term rental is it's that extra work that your laundry is having to do, adding more build-up things like that for the sheets and especially all the towels that um, you have to do for your property. So um, give your local laundry mat some business. <laughs> so for we sure. have some exciting news that we're going to share with our listeners, right, Justin? Uh, a way for them to up their commitment to their guests and their safety. So share with them what, what we're going to do. So um, the company that I work for, Breezeway, is a leader in property maintenance technology. And we have um, a certification program that we've put in place through an app, the Breezeway app, that will allow your listeners to get their property certified for safety. And what that involves is we'll give a link on your your show notes that they can go to. And for less than $50 for an annual certification, your guests, um, your, your hosts, excuse me, can purchase the certification. They go through it. Some of it's recommended things like what we've talked about today and checking your dryer vent. And some of it's required things like making sure that you've got handrails going down the stairs and that um, you've got good lighting uh, on the outside of the, the property to lead guests in. And once you're certified, after you've gone through the app and completed the inspection that we will share with you, we will show that you are committed to safety and we will send you a sticker that you can proudly display in your short-term rental and in all your advertising. And we'll send you a report that you can show to your guests just to show that. So it's a great marketing tool to show that you're committed to safety and that your short-term rental is safer than others. And best of all, if you're a proper insurance customer, you can get a 5% discount on your annual premium, which is in some cases, you know, two or three times the amount of what the certification costs. And it's an invaluable for peace of mind right? Too, that you right. know that you've done that. And I like what Justin said. Uh, we'll go into the certification more and you can kind of check it out on their site, but uh, it would be a great piece of marketing in your in your listing to have that, a photograph of your safety certification so people know it's a priority, your guests know that it's a priority for your short-term rental. Yes. So we'll make sure to link all that in our show notes. And also, uh, Justin will be back. This is a partnership that we're continuing and are going to continue. So if you guys um, have anything specific you want to hear about on the safety front, please email us. And then Justin, where can our listeners find you if they have specific questions for you? 
So I have a Facebook page called Vacation Rental Safety. And just especially for you, I need to do a short-term rental safety one too. But if I have been using the hashtag short-term rental safety based on your um, feedback a while ago. So they can follow that hashtag um, or anytime hashtag vacation rental safety on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. It's all over the place. I'm on Instagram and uh, very easy to find that way. I think if you just Google Justin Ford and safety, um, <laughs> not that I do that a lot. But no, it's good I, that you need to be found, Justin. Yeah, that's... We've done stuff with the Today Show. Um, my hometown newspaper did a big article on me last summer. So there's all kinds of information out there with lots of other things to think about when it comes to safety. Great. We are so excited to be off. I mean, and we want you to show off your... your uh, safety certification. So I, we're going to work on the hashtag for that, but it's going to be something like, I don't know, hashtag things for visiting safety approved, something like that. Show your show on Instagram. You can even mention it in your Airbnb listing description, your verbo, your home away, like brag that you care about your guest safety because because unfortunately, you will be one of the only hosts who are in your area at this point now, until until we get to them, which... That's our that's our mission. But Justin, thank you so much for your time. You will be back. We are going to talk about so many things when it comes to safety. And like, unfortunately, we mentioned before, we are never going to run out of content when it comes to addressing safety. So, yeah. um, so check out your dryers today. Do that for us. Even yeah. tag us, tag us while you're checking your uh, dryer safety. Yes, use our hashtag. <laughs> we'll, we'll repost it. We'd love it to tag us in it and tag yeah. Justin Ford, and and we'll share that you're you're committed to safety. Yes. All right, Justin. We will talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks so much. See you guys. Thanks so much for your time. I'm Sarah. I'm Annette. And we are Thanks, Thanks for, for Visiting. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. Head on over to the show notes for this episode at thanksforvisiting.me. If you're looking to take your listing to the next level and show your guests how much you care, be sure to check out our line of thoughtful hosting products from hosting checklists to custom mugs to toilet paper stickers. We've got you covered. And if you love our show, remember, sharing is caring. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Awesome reviews help us bring you awesome content. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to hanging out with you next week. Thanks for visiting.